the bank to facilitate as many sex trafficking crimes. Now, JP Morgan has spent the past few months fighting in court to shield its CEO, Jamie Dimon. But today, a big setback. Fox News senior national correspondent Kevin Cork is here with all the details. Kevin. Very interesting story, and I know from a legal perspective, I know you love this one. Let me share it for the folks at home. Now, a judge, as you point out, Laura, has ordered J.P. Morgan Chase to hand over more documents to the U.S. Virgin Islands concerning its CEO, Jamie Dimon. Now, that request is actually part of the territory's lawsuit against the bank, accusing it of aiding Jeffrey Epstein in his sex trafficking ring. Manhattan District Judge Jed Rakoff has ordered the bank to turn over documents from 2015 to 2019, a period after J.P. Morgan had actually dropped Epstein as a client. The USVI is also said to be calling Jamie Dimon a likely source of relevant and unique information about why J.P. Morgan kept Epstein on as long as it did. Now, the Virgin Islands are also said to be seeking damages from J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, allegedly for aiding in Epstein's sex trafficking by keeping him on as a client and missing, quote, red flags about his misconduct. Now, Epstein, who had been at J.P. Morgan from 20, I'd make that 2000 to 2013 as a client, uh, allegedly killed himself in a jail cell back in August of 2019 while awaiting trial, if that is what you believe, that is what we have been told. Now, J.P. Morgan has previously said this is all a, a big fishing expedition, Laura, noting that the territory has already recovered more than $105 million from Epstein's estate, but they are digging, and we'll keep watching. Laura? Kevin, the concern is that there are, Epstein was known to you know, have surveillance all around that island, that's right. cameras everywhere. Have we seen any of that footage of who was coming Not out now? What happened to that? Yeah, we haven't seen that footage. What about the thing over in New Mexico? I mean, there's a lot more to this story. He had a place in New York as well. Uh, I haven't seen a black book. I haven't seen video of the people who are coming and going. I'm sure mm. it's out there. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail. And now it's all coming out. And it's like these new revelations. And I freaking had all of it. I, I'm so pissed right now. Like every day, I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh my god, we it was um, what what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago, saying like, aunt, like we there will come a day when we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. And I had it all three years ago. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. This will be the last Epstein episode for Wednesday, March 15th. I knew that off the bat. I didn't have to look at that in the corner of my computer. J.P. Morgan, Les Stanley suit seen as prelude 
its settlement over Epstein claims. Now, everyone who knew Epstein is saying he killed, he was murdered. Best part is, Ghislaine Maxwell is starting to say the exact same thing too, and we'll be going to that clip here too in a minute. But let's start with this first, because banks are collapsing. This very much ties into that. J.P. Morgan Chase's recent lawsuit against former executive Jess Stanley sets up a likely settlement by bank of claims that it facilitated Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking. Claims. Hmm. I have a lot of receipts. By Ava Benny Morrison of Bloomberg. David Boys rose to fame by taking on Microsoft in a massive 1990s antitrust case. The case eventually settled. But not before the law eviscerated Bill Gates in deposition testimony that was later shown at trial. Jamie Demon would no doubt like to avoid a similar fate. J.P. Morgan Chase's recent lawsuit against former executive Jess Stanley sets up a likely settlement by the bank of claims that facilitated Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking. Several legal experts said the bank filed its March 8th complaints after weeks of unsavory relations about Stanley's relationship with Epstein put forth in two suits against J.P. Morgan, one of which was filed by boys on behalf of Epstein's victims. The bank denies the accusations accusations, my apologies, in both cases, and maintains that its claims against Stanley don't affect its why is that not in quotes? Don't affect its position that the suits are without merit. JP Morgan was set to argue its motion to dismiss those before the US District Judge Jed Rakoff on Monday. Rakoff, what a jackoff. Hours before the hearing, Rakoff authorized the deposition on Wednesday of Mary Rhodes, J.P. Morgan's private banking chief. The bank's lawyers have been fighting efforts to have a Dominion face, uh, Diamond, sorry, Diamond face similar questioning, arguing the CEO was not involved in the discussions about Epstein's accounts. J.P. Morgan decided to comment on this story as a lawyer for Stanley who previously held a Rhodes position at the bank also de- sorry, declined to comment. Stanley has previously denied involvement in Epstein's sex trafficking. Carlos Chat- uh, Chapman, a former litigator who is now a law professor at Washington and Lee University, said in a settlement, in a statement, quote, would be an opera. Well, I don't know why I said quote. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll be real with you. My dyslexia and lack of sleep has just been really catching up to me. I couldn't find my glasses. I looked all over for them. Turn the brightness down. I'm really sorry about that. <clears throat> Restart that one. <laughs> Carlos Chapman, a former litigator who is now a law professor at Washington and Lee University, said in, set- in a s- settlement, ugh, would be an opportunity for the bank to acknowledge Epstein's victims' pain but then shift the blame to Stanley. Quote, What they would be saying is, yes, we acknowledge this guy harmed you and agree he is a bad actor we negligently hired, she said. Chapman and several others 
Several other legal experts said J.P. Morgan move against Stanley as much is as much about public relations as bolstering its legal position. The bank's arguments are actually strong, they said, but J.P. Morgan will not want to withstand a steady uh, drumbeat of headlines that are going to trial uh, would guarantee, quote, big companies always tend to settle for PR reasons. Chapman said, quote, this just looks bad. It's real. The PR move. I blame someone else and settle. Is kind of crisis litigation 101. Tanya Pierce a professor at Texas AMN University Law School, oh god, agreed, quote, it's just not a particularly good school, politically speaking, quote, I don't think this will, sorry, go to trial with J.P. Morgan as defendants, quote, I think the PR damage is too great, she said. As such, it's a good strategy for the bank to go after Stanley ahead of trying to negotiate a settlement, Pierce said, quote, Settlement strategy revolves in large part around a threat of what could happen in litigation if a case were to be tried in front of a jury, Pierce said, quote, So bringing up Stanley into the lawsuit focuses attention on him and his actions away from the J.P. Morgan and its actions. A.K.A. Patsy. If J.P. Morgan does settle, it, would, it wouldn't be the first deal obtained by boys. And law partner Sigrid McCrawley for Epstein's victims. Pierce Andrew, Prince Andrew last year, my apologies, Prince Andrew last year, settled for an undisclosed term, uh, undisclosed terms, a lawsuit filed by a lawyer on behalf of, the, of Virginia Goffrey, the organizer from the clip in the last couple episodes we just did, who claimed the British royal was one of several powerful men to whom Epstein lent her for abuse. None of which being the big Cheeto himself, however. The settlement came a month after Andrew lost his motion to dismiss the case in Manhattan Federal Court, which resulted in Buckingham Palace stripping King Charles, younger brother of his honorific and royal uh, <coughs> patronages. By the way, King Charles, say with me, boys, the patriarchy is back. And hey, for all you side hoes out there, keep the side hustle strong because look, Queen Camilla, anyone? Goffrey made similar allegations against Harvard Law School professor Alan Dershowitz, who represented Epstein during a Florida investigation abuse allegation. who represented Epstein during a Florida investigation of abuse allegations and helped negotiate a um, a lenient non-prosecution agreement, but Dershowitz hit back with a countersuit alleging uh, exoneration. Uh, sorry, not exoneration. I'm retarded. Exhortation. Extortion. I'm just fucking stupid as hell today. <laughs> the parties last year reached a deal in which no money changed hands with Goffrey. And Goffrey said, quote, turn my brightness down, see if that helps. Uh, quote, she may have made a mistake in identifying Dershowitz. In recent interviews, Dershowitz declined to discuss the settlement, but made clear she still harbored hard feelings towards boys. 
Quote, He goes after people. I mean, I am the exception who can't fight back, Dershowitz said. Quote, And that's how you get settlements. Boys who declined to be interviewed had also been criticized as using hardball tactics against accusers of his former client Harvey Weinstein and a journalist investigating Theranos. Wow, that takes me back. Where he was a board member. The lawyer's aggressive style has both fans and detractors. Quote, he likes taking, taking on big fights and to be in the middle of the action, said Daniel Rubenfield, a New York University law professor who has worked on the Microsoft case with boys. Quote, to me, he is, uh, he is what's good about the plaintiff's bar. J.P. Morgan is boys' biggest target yet in his years-long crusade on behalf of the Epstein victims, boys, and McCrawley have represented Epstein victims pro bono in previous cases. A spokesperson for boys didn't respond to a request for comment on whether the suit against J.P. Morgan was also being handled pro bono, I assume. From a legal standpoint, the claims against J.P. Morgan are by no means a slam dunk. Quote, obviously, now everyone knows a lot about Epstein and what he was up to, said former federal prosecutor uh, Nadia Shiata. Nadia Shiata, who prosecuted one of the cases against R. Kelly. I'm pissing in the closet. Quote, but the question will be, what did J.P. Morgan know about the time, at the time, and does that raise, rise to the level of knowledge or should have known? If Rakoff dismisses the suit after Monday's arguments, it may be because he wasn't convinced plaintiffs show, uh, showed that what Stanley knew, J.P. Morgan knew as well. The bank has said that allegations that Stanley personally observed Epstein's sex trafficking and the two exchanged inappropriate emails in which they appear to refer to young women using the names of Disney princesses reflect activity that was outside of the scope of Stanley's employment. J.P. Morgan aimed to put more distance between it, Stanley, it and Stanley in its suits last week, describing him as an employee whose, quote, acts of disloyalty occur repeatedly, <laughs> lasted for years, and persist despite numerous opportunities for him to correct them. That is kind of funny, actually. Not everyone thinks J.P. Morgan's uh, gambit to separate itself from the longtime employee will work, though. Lawyer Kim Adams, who has litigated many human trafficking cases, said she thought the suit against Stanley could ultimately backfire on the bank. Quote, from, from a survivor's perspective, it's a shirk of responsibility for their own actions, quote Adams said. I'm sorry, quote, they are trying to diversify the guilt here and responsibility to the survivors. May well look, uh, may well look at this as a way of them, to, uh, as a way of them acknowledging what happened and adding credibility to the plaintiff's case. Chapman said J.P. Morgan may succeed in having some parts of the suit dismissed, but that the judge was likely 
to leave the a jury uh, leave for a jury question of a whether or not J.P. Morgan was responsible for Stanley's actions. Judges are quote loath to are loath to dismiss claims about employer responsibility. She, she said. She said J.P. Morgan has a strong defense, though it doesn't have any responsibility to non-customers harmed by a person using his own money that just happened to be deposited at the bank. I mean, that's a very strong argument. Quote, I get why they're naming the banks, but I think it's a hard case, Chapman said. The plaintiffs argue Epstein used his accounts to fund his sex trafficking ventures, including to pay victims to hu- pay victims to hush money don't you mean to pay victims hush money and finance the private jet that transported them whatever whatever the merits of its arguments though jp morgan almost certainly wants to avoid making them to a uh, making them to a jury also faced with grievously hurt young women said adam zimmerman a uh, loyola law school professor quote assuming it goes to jury it has all the atmospherics of a bad corporate behavior case combined with jeffrey epstein zimmerman said it's not something you can imagine a typical fortune 500 company wanting to deal with absolutely not now let's hop over here to the second to last article lawsuit details J.P. Morgan execs and Jeffrey Epstein had close personal relationships. Execs loved Little St. James Island. Oh, no! Oh, buddy. So much for that strong case. Let's get into this one. And the unretracted, the unredacted uh, portions also included messages about Snow White. Oh, boy. And who's Snow White? This is a ju- group effort. From the Postmillennial from February 23rd. Uh, uh, the banking giant's former executive, by the way, JP Morgan Chase, will drop Kanye, but do this. Fuck y'all. We're paid through JP Morgan accounts. The banking giant's former executive privately discussed the allegations surrounding him as far back as 2006, and there was a profound friendship between execs and filed accusing JP Morgan Chase of complicity in the Epstein crimes alleged, quote, these women were trafficked and abused during different intervals between at least 2003 and 2019 when Epstein was arrested in, or was arrested and jailed and these women received payments, typically multiple payments between 2003 and 2013, so that's a 10 year gap in excess of $1 million collectively, that's a lot of hush money Epstein also withdrew more than $775,000 in cash over that time frame from JP Morgan accounts, especially significant as Epstein was known to pay for massages or sexual encounters in cash. We're so happy that people be redacted and the megabank has attempted to have the lawsuit dismissed according to the outlet, calling it a meritless reach into deeper pockets following the Virginia Islands more than $100 million settlement with Epstein Estates. The Virginia Islands government unsealed more of their lawsuit Wednesday unveiling that J.P. Morgan knew about Epstein and accused predator... Oh, goddamn. And accused predator of own... Wait. 
and accused Predator and own of MC2 modeling company Jean-Luc Brunel. Hey, I recognize that name. A French model scout, according to the lawsuit. Financial information also reflects the payments drawn from J.P. Morgan accounts of nearly $1.5 million to known recruiters, including the MC2 modeling agency and another 150000 to a private investigative firm. As early as 2006, J.P. Morgan's global corporate security division flagged several newspaper articles that detailed uh, indictments in detail the indictments of Jeffrey Epstein in Florida on felony charges of soliciting underage prostitutes. Epstein would later enter into a non-prosecution agreement that enabled him to serve a light sentence that predated his prosecution for federal sex trafficking prosecution. J.P. Morgan's sec- uh, risk management division in an email thread four years later discussed new allegations against Epstein. Quote, See below new allegations of an investigation related to child trafficking. Are you still comfortable with this client who is now a registered sex offender? So they knew. Well, I mean, of course they knew. The newly unredacted portions discuss Epstein's, quote, close personal relationship to J.P. Morgan, then-senior executive Jess Stanley, who later became CEO of Barclay and resigned. When his ties to Epstein were revealed between 2008 and 2012, Stanley exchanged approximately 1,200 emails with Epstein from his J.P. Morgan email account. These communications show a close personal relationship and profound friendship between the men and even suggests that Stanley may have been involved in Epstein's sex trafficking operations. Wah, wah. The Virginia Islands claim Stanley sent one of those emails on November 1st, 2009. That's eight days for my fucking birthday. From Epstein's Little St. James while Epstein was in prison in Florida. According to the suit, the email stated, quote, So all hell breaks loose. Clever. And the world is crumbling. I will come here and be at peace presently. In the hot tub with a glass of white wine. This is an amazing place. Truly amazing. Next time we're, we're here together. I owe you much. And I deeply appreciate our friendship. I have few so profound. Jesus Christ. Did you blow me any harder? You probably did. The suit alleged that Stanley re- replied a month later saying, quote, I realized the danger in sending this email, but it was great to be able today to give you in New York City a long, heartfelt hug. And that December, Epstein allegedly sent Stanley a photograph of a young girl whose image was redacted in the suit. The unredacted portion also includes messages about, quote, Snow White. According to the suit, Stanley sent an email to Epstein in July 2010 saying, quote, Maybe they're tracking you. That was fun. Say hi to Snow White. According to the lawsuit, Epstein allegedly answered, What character would you like next? Stanley replied, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, God. Epstein then answered, Well, one side is available, according to the suit. Ooh. 
let's hop over to the last article. And this is a bit of a catch-up from December 9, uh, 29th, 2022. So this is the last December. <laughs> U.S. Virginia Island launches lawsuit accusing J.P. Morgan of Chase facilitating Epstein child sex crimes. So this is where all this started. And I thought it would be important to add context here at the end for anyone who was like, well, where did all this start? Here, right here. Quote, human trafficking was the principal business of the accounts Epstein maintained at J.P. Morgan. Quote, Turning a blind eye to the crimes committed by infamous child predator Jeffrey Epstein. The suit, which was launched on Wednesday, accused J.P. Morgan Chase of knowingly providing and pushing the levers through which recruiters and victims were paid. The complaint was filed in a Manhattan district district turned a blind eye to his 2008 conviction in Florida for procuring a child for prostitution to keep him a client. The New York Times reports that the bank, which has not made a public statement on the suit, maintained a relationship with Epstein from 1998 to 2013 before getting ties with the sex trafficker Epstein who has his own private island in the U.S. Virgin Islands, Carlos St. James uh, <clears throat> Carlos St. James was found dead in 2019 from what was called a suicide. He was awaiting trial on sexual abuse charges. St. James' home was used for sex crimes in June of this year. Epstein's partner in crime and former beloved, uh, former beloved Ghislaine Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years in prison for child sex trafficking, Epstein became a client of, or a client of the bank in, in 1998. It has been alleged in the past that the bank kept Epstein due to his connections with the rich and powerful. The lawsuit reads: Human trafficking. Quote: Humans who worked with Epstein. It accuses Chase of concealing wire. Uh, quote wire and cash transactions that raised suspicions of criminal enterprises whose uh, currency was sexual servitude of minors. A, for, uh, a figure on damages being sought is not made clear in the suit. Epstein's victims sued Dosha Bank and J.P. Morgan Chase. It'd be nice to see Dosha Bank go down. In November, in a separate suit alleging that banks help Epstein in the sex trafficking endeavors, Epstein would take out large amounts of money to pay his victims uh, to be held reasonable, uh, to be held re- responsible, especially his wealthy friends and his financial institutions that played an integral role. Quote, These victims were wronged by, by many. Not just Epstein. He did not act alone. Both lawsuits are class action cases. Now, I want to leave you here with one thing. Victims, clients, friends, business associates, and even Ghislaine herself are now coming out and saying, without a doubt, Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. And it seems kind of no shit. But let's watch. Ghislaine Maxwell speaks. Law and Crime Managing Editor Adam Klasfeld comes on to break down the shocking statements from the convicted sex trafficker in her new interview. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law and Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. Epstein died. They should uh, take 
the and take that disappointment and upset out of the authorities that allowed that to happen. Ghislaine Maxwell is speaking out. That's right, the convicted child sex trafficker and former Jeffrey Epstein associate is sitting in federal prison serving out her 20-year sentence, and she now has some things to say. You see, she sat down for an interview with UK broadcaster Talk TV, and she made some pretty stunning claims. So to help me talk a little bit more about this, I want to bring in somebody who has followed the Ghislaine Maxwell case very closely, actually was in court during her trial. I'm joined right now by managing editor of Law & Crime and host of The Objections podcast, Adam Klasfeld. Adam, good to have you on. Good to be on. Adam, you know where I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the bombshell from Miss Maxwell because she was asked about Jeffrey Epstein's death. Now, you recall that Epstein was found dead in his jail cell while awaiting trial on sexual abuse charges. And while the death was ruled a suicide, Maxwell doesn't quite believe that. No, he didn't. I don't believe he did. I believe that he was uh, murdered. I was shocked. And I wondered how it had happened. Because um, as far as I was going and he was going to, I was sure he was going to appeal. Adam, what do you make of that? Well, a couple of things go through my mind when I listen to that clip. First and foremost, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell's father, Robert Maxwell, you may remember, had been uh, found dead after falling from his yacht in what was ruled an accident. She didn't believe that hmm. then either. She thought her father was killed. So this is, a, there's a little bit of biographical background here even that but uh going further she isn't alone in the kind of prominent people who are connected to the case who have expressed skepticism on this subject that includes jeffrey epstein's legal team that includes his family uh forensic pathologists and i'll go uh farther and say that uh one of the top chroniclers of the entire epstein saga a woman who's very almost uh single-handedly responsible for reigniting interest in the case and has been credited for the prosecution julie k brown recently wrote a book uh about the Jeffrey Epstein saga. One of the chapters was titled Jeffrey Epstein Didn't Kill Himself, a very popular meme. Uh, so Ghislaine Maxwell isn't alone in thinking that. As you noted, Jesse, his death has been ruled a suicide. A number of prominent people connected to the case or not connected to the case have uh, expressed willingness to believe that. But that said, taking a step back here, let's get the big picture. Ghislaine Maxwell is now convicted of very serious charges, including sex trafficking. She's pushing an appeal. Uh, one of the key focuses of her appeal will be to sow distrust about the system. So of course, when you might, if you listen to the whole clip, she's going to say, uh, she said that the victims should be upset with the prison officials who let that happen. So this is a kind of theme that we're hearing here about uh, Ghislaine Maxwell sowing distrust on the legal system. She's made it about the press. She's made it about the failures of the prison system throughout. And we're seeing more of the same and, and also things that are familiar themes uh, even before any of this happened throughout her life. And real quick, is this a surprise to you? She said this in the sense that was she concerned about her safety in federal lockup? Was she concerned about her safety while awaiting trial? Remember, she was not granted bond. So, I mean, the question, of course, was if she believed Jeffrey Epstein was killed, um, is this a surprise to you or did we hear rumblings that she believed this and was worried about her own safety? Well, we know that she was worried about her own safety throughout. She made multiple appeals for bond, was rejected multiple times. One of the filings, court filings that she gave in attempting to get out of prison uh, pending trial included as an exhibit a photograph of her with a black eye. We still don't know where the alleged shiner came from. We just saw a little discoloration under her eye. Uh, so this has been a common theme with her. She complains about the uh, legal system, the media, the uh, the Bureau of Prisons. So this is very this is very common and it's followed a theme that even though it's a stunner of an interview, 
interview, absolutely. Uh, it is very much in keeping with what we've heard from Maxwell for years. Let's continue on with this stunning, stunner of an interview because I want to get your take on this too. When she was asked about that infamous photograph, the photograph of Prince Andrew with Virginia Dufresne, the woman who was accused the prince of sexually abusing her when she was a teenager, listen to what she had to say about it. What's the thing? I don't believe that. I don't believe it's real for a second. In fact, I'm sure it's not. Well, there's never been an original. And further, there's no photograph. And I've only ever seen a photocopy of it. Wow. So she says that that photograph that we've all seen is a fake. It was doctored. There's never been an original copy. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I'm glad you asked me about that one, Jesse, because it's very interesting. Because in 2015, there was a different quote about that photograph by one Ghislaine Maxwell in a leaked email that made its way to the UK press that said that she was saying that it looked real. Well, something happened between 2015 and the previous weekend about that uh, photograph. Now, either she got more skeptical recently or she thinks that there's some good reason to cast doubt on the credibility of Virginia Dufre, wants to help out her friend, Prince Andrew, uh, and undermine the Former case against Prince. him right after a real setback for Virginia Dufre. Just to take a step back here, that photograph, of course, was a photograph of Dufre and the Prince with her in the background, smiling. And uh, very recently, Virginia Dufre had a case fall apart against Alan Dershowitz. Now, if the same thing happened uh, with Prince Andrew, and there's been some rumblings in the British press that uh, he, he may reconsider the settlement. We'll see to whatever extent he's able to wriggle out of that settlement. If two cases fell apart by one of her top accusers, uh, come appeal time, that would be good for her. Yeah, and, and just to follow up on that, right, so he settled the sexual assault lawsuit. He hasn't been criminally charged, the prince, with anything. I, I was curious when she made the statement that if she were called to be a witness against him in any future prosecution, she would say, but I've never even known Virginia Dufresne to be with the prince, and I'll stop, you know, I'll one further. I think that photo was doctored, so she might be laying the seeds out there, or maybe she really does believe the, the actual uh, photo was doctored. I, I have to ask you the main question of this. Why is she doing this interview? Well, it seems right now, I mean, there's one person who knows the answer to that question, and that is Ghislaine Maxwell. But I will say this, this is happening very shortly after, again, I point to the uh, crumbling of the case that Virginia Giuffre filed against Alan Dershowitz. Uh, it was seen by some folks as a blow to a credibility of not only one of the top Epstein accusers, but one of the top accusers against uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. So it could be seizing upon that timing, the fact that the Prince's uh, settlement agreement had a one-year expiration date reportedly on the gag order, so that might be coming out soon. Uh, she might figure that if she tries to raise some doubt about one of the most visible accusers in this saga, she could maybe enhance her position pending an appeal at a time when a lot of this is coming to a head. So uh, there are many ways that her uh, coming out to finally speak to the press in these jailhouse interviews are, uh, you know, the, the timing is very interesting. And uh, it's also interesting, I'll just point to that one thing one more time, about the fact that she's claiming that this photo looked fake. In 2015, she said it looks real. And that's a direct quote. Do you think she seemed remorseful at all in this interview about the, the victims in this case? Because that became a talking point as well. If you think that she's doing this strategically for this interview, what did you think of her comments regarding the victims in the case? You know, she's walking this line that she always has walked with the victims, where she expresses empathy with them, but not for anything that she did. She has never really kind of stepped forward and apologized to them for her actions. And we'll see if that how that is playing out for an appeal, because she is very much trying to litigate our understanding of this case, the findings, what the jury found. Uh, she's trying to revive a lot of this history. Uh, and there, this history now has a long record, uh, that, including her own comments, which she's now backtracking from. Unbelievable. Uh, let me ask you this before I let you go. Real quick, you think she's gonna do another interview? I, you know, being the media savvy uh, former socialite that she is, I wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't the last. Is she gonna do an interview with Adam Classfeld? Well, not, my line is always open and I'll reach out <laughs> to her folks. And we will have you right back on to talk about that. <laughs> Adam, thanks so much, it's great seeing you. Great seeing you too. That said, this is all I have for you with this episode of Inside Four Walls. I'm gonna try and get one more episode recorded about the 
Silicon Valley bank collapse. Uh, though I have to get this uploaded, and I have to get ready for. I do have to get some sleep here. It is almost seven. And I do have to be at work at noon, and I've been up since nine a.m. So, um, <laughs> nine a.m. yesterday. So I may sleep and then record more when I get out of work. I don't know. It's St. Patrick's Day. I work in a brewery slash alcohol type setting. So this time of year is extremely busy for us. On top of that, I got some precinct delegate stuff I'm doing. So I may just call it a night. So if nothing else goes up, I'm really sorry. I'm pussying out and being lazy. But I may just take a nap. And the nap may turn out to be be, be just falling right asleep because I'm barely conscious right now. So that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I'm going to James Madison and... Man, I'm going to get some coffee and talk to you guys later. Peace. is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem.